you know, when those things happen, you see massive market moves, you know, it's up to you to to kind of respond very quickly. You know, uh, investors want to hear what your thoughts are on it and where perhaps, you know, there are opportunities. Hello everyone and welcome to the Student Lawyer podcast series. Whether you're at school, sixth form, university, thinking about a career in law or exploring law careers, you're in the right place. We are the one-stop shop for student lawyers. If you'd like to join the student lawyer as a writer, please email hello at thestudentlawyer.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the Student Lawyer Podcast. My name is Stephanie, I'm a future trainee solicitor and I'm the host of today's episode. Joining me today is Daniela Russell, Head of UK Rate Strategy at HSBC. During the episode, Daniela talked about her role at HSBC, explaining what it involves, what she enjoys most about it and revealing just one of her many work highlights. Daniela also explains what can cause inflation and deflation, how the pandemic and geopolitical tensions have affected the economy, and provides her opinion on when the interest rates may return to 2%. Finally, Daniela reveals how young professionals can develop their commercial awareness and increase their ability to talk about monetary policy issues with ease. So without further ado, welcome to The Student Lawyer, Daniela. It's wonderful to have you here with us today. Thank you so much. Pleasure to, uh, to be here and speaking to you. The pleasure is all ours. Um, I'm going to get stuck into the questions because I have a lot to ask you. So I was hoping we could start off um, by asking you to introduce yourself and explain what your role as Head of UK Rates Strategy at HSBC entails. Yeah, sure. So um, my name, as you said, is uh, Daniela Russell. Um, I actually I started out my uh, career at HSBC as a placement student when I was still um, at university back many moons ago, working in uh, global research and in fixed income, which, to be honest, I turned up. It was my first interview ever, and I didn't know what a bond was. Uh, well, I'd uh, more or less kind of learned the definition, but lo and behold, uh, by hook or by crook, managed to uh, to get a job within uh, fixed income research, and and that was, you know, such a incredible and steep learning curve for me. Um, and that experience really kind of gave me confidence when you know applying for jobs as a as a kind of a prospective graduate. I then uh, worked at, I've worked at various other uh, investment banks um, and also uh, as a portfolio manager on sort of the other side of the fence um, as an investor. So, as you said, my my job title is head of UK rate strategy, which uh, sounds all very kind of uh, boring, but essentially kind of um, talk to investors who are active in government bond markets, basically analysing the market and, and giving my views about the outlook for interest rates and for government bond yields as well. Very interesting. Doesn't sound boring at all, Daniela. I think it sounds very interesting. And I think that you're very fortunate as well to be able to go into um, a career profession, if you like, um, so early on in, in your professional life. And yeah, just to to, re- to find a home and to grow in within that industry I think that's really nice to hear so 
Yeah, well done. And, it was and, um, it was more by more by luck than good judgment. But I think you know the uh, the the placement experience, and you know obviously a lot of people do internships as well, are so useful because you know you can read a lot about you know what various jobs entails, but you can't really get a true sense until you live it and breathe it. And whilst I you know found something which I really enjoy, others who were on the same program as me decided that maybe working in a bank wasn't for them. So it was a valuable experience either way. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. So what do you enjoy most about your role and what has been the the highlights of your career? The latter is uh, the second part of that question is a a tough one. I'm sure you've got lots. Certainly, uh, I suppose the variety is is one thing. Um, You know, I enjoy kind of getting into the weeds of the market and trying to kind of understand why you know something which has happened has moved something in a in a certain way um and but also you know i i love to kind of you know one of the, my favorite parts of of the job is to to talk to investors about and share my views and have discussions with them and hear back you know what the, what they are thinking as well and so you kind of get the best of both worlds in this in this career and you know one of the other things about it which i really enjoy and thrive on is is when it's very fast paced and and i suppose that kind of uh, brings me to possibly you know the uh, the kind of the highlights and to me, kind of the standout moments are probably around, um, you know, for example, when the UK uh, voted for Brexit back in 2016 and the election of Donald Trump and, you know, the outbreak of COVID. And, you know, when those big events happen uh, and, and we had big kind of a pension fund shock back in the autumn of last year after the so-called mini budget, you know, when those things happen, you see massive market moves, you know, it's up to you to, re- to kind of respond very quickly. You know, uh, investors want to hear what, you th- what your thoughts are on it um, and where perhaps, you know, there are opportunities. And, you know, it's a reminder really that kind of what we are looking at is very much relevant to everyday life. Um, you know, what you read and hear on the news about, you know, what the Bank of England is doing, what the government is announcing, both, you know, in the UK and elsewhere, um, you know, has a real impact on, on markets. Clearly, it has a real impact on, on everyday life as well. Um, but it kind of, you know, it it's it's one of the aspects of the job which I which I really enjoy. You were talking about what you enjoyed most about your role, and it sounds like you've just got a real thirst for knowledge, you know, and and able to apply all that knowledge, you know, in in a practical sense. So yeah, I can appreciate that uh, that must give you real job satisfaction. Um, I can relate as well with what you were saying about um, you know, your role having uh kind of like a, a global reach if you like and again I can I can appreciate why that would as well give you job satisfaction one of the reasons why um I was attracted to the law firm that I'm going to be starting at is because it's got a global reach and I think that being able to work on matters and deals which do affect the you know the, like the global economy um I hope that gives me job satisfaction you know this is the reason why I kind of went into it so yeah I can I can appreciate that 
I think uh, I think there there is that aspect of it, but also because of the global reach, you know, uh, and a, a, you know, a global bank like HSBC, it, it means that I'm very fortunate that I also get to work with colleagues who are in other parts of the world, um, which is which is you know is is, is part of the um, you know part of the real draw about HSBC. Yeah, that's really great to know. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so you've mentioned that you were fortunate enough to, I don't want to say fall into this industry, but you were, you, you know, were able to test it out if you like. Um, but I was wondering if you could perhaps tell us a little bit about your career journey um, and why you did actually decide to pursue your chosen career and why HSBC specifically. Yeah, so I even though I've kind of been doing a similar thing for the entirety of, of, of my career so far, it has been quite varied. Um, and and I suppose in a way I've kind of, by starting out at HBC and then coming back, I've kind of gone full circle in a way. Um, and, you know, I've experienced and enjoyed the experiences at, at other you know, banks on, on the sell side, but also, and also, um, you know, seeing a different side of things as an investor and the, you know, additional um, kind of pressures and, and you know, opportunities that that brings as well. And I would say that that, you know, having a varied experience, you know, in a range of different workplaces, kind of, it enriches you, I suppose, and I suppose one of those things, uh, you know, people as they get a bit older, even though I'm not too, too old, uh, talk about experience. And, you know, particularly my time on the buy side has really given me a great wealth of knowledge that I can draw on now back at HSBC. I've got a greater understanding of how an investor behaves and what kind of matters to them. And I suppose, you know, one of the questions is what, what you know, what kind of brings brought me back to HSBC and I've now been uh, back working at HSBC for over five years um, and it was kind of it sounds a bit kind of corny and weird but like when I left HSBC I always felt that I would go back at some point it's probably for me like where I have felt culturally kind of the best fit and you know I work with brilliant colleagues um and you know to me the sort of the team ethic that we have and and the environment that is kind of created means you know it's great people really supportive and and kind of to me kind of brings out my best work I would say thank you for sharing that I think that's really nice to know that you can you have a strong sense that you will return to um a company like HSBC but still want to go out there and try some new things and then and then return I think it is a great way to add some strings to your bow so um yeah it's uh, very cool that you have done that for the past four years, I have been very lucky in the sense that I have had the shoulders of friends and family to sob on and unfortunately for them to vent at whilst I have been under pressure and stress from university deadlines and whilst going through the gruelling process of training contract applications and interviews. They have been my unofficial therapists and during tough times have reminded me that there is always light at the end of the tunnel. But it's not always possible to rely on a friend or family member to help you through difficult times, especially if they are not trained therapists. 
and sometimes speaking to somebody outside of your family or friendship circle is a better option anyway. If you're going through stressful times, looking to improve the quality of your life, vent or need somebody to remove the weight of the world from your shoulders, BetterHelp, the sponsor of today's podcast, may be right for you. BetterHelp is the largest therapy platform in the world and it changes the way people approach their mental health and helps them tackle life's challenges by providing accessible and affordable care. The therapists at BetterHelp are qualified to help you through everything from daily stresses to anxiety, relationships, depression, addictions, eating, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, grief, self-esteem and much more. After you sign up, BetterHelp will match you to a therapist who fits your objectives, preferences and the type of issues that you are dealing with. So whilst a friend or family member, aka an unofficial therapist, is great to speak to, therapists on BetterHelp include psychologists, family therapists, licensed clinical social workers and licensed professional counsellors. Visit www.betterhelp.com forward slash TSL for 10% off your first month. That's www.betterhelp.com forward slash TSL for 10% off of your first month. I know that I'm looking forward to using BetterHelp to help me get through the SQE when I start it next year. So for any of our listeners that aren't interested in following in your footsteps, um, are there graduate opportunities at HSBC um, and who might the ideal candidates be? Yeah, there certainly are. They're across a range of, uh, of different uh, departments. I would uh, urge them towards the, uh, the old HSBC website for, uh, for further details on it. But certainly within... I'll put a link in the show notes for anybody that wants to check that out. Please do, but one as I say, I can I can certainly recommend is the uh, I know that in global research uh, we have a graduate program and we have actually a number of people in the department who have come through that program and who are now progressing their careers. So I suppose that shows to me, you know, the success that that has and the the enjoyment and the fulfilment that. Uh, you know, the graduates get out of the program that they follow at HSBC. Um, We hire from a really broad range of backgrounds. You know, if you have got a strong degree and an appetite to learn, you know, I think you've got, you know, and yeah, identify with the values that we have. I think that that kind of, you know, you've, you've, you've hit quite a few of the, uh, (laughs) of the uh, prerequisites for uh, the role. And as I say, you know, um, for me it's it's a it's I feel very fortunate to to be in such in a you know in a department which um you know is not only successful but also is 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 an enjoyable place to be and um the, over the last few years I've had a quite significant change in my in my health circumstances um which means that I'm now um a kind of well at the moment, a permanent home worker. Um, I haven't been back in the wharf since before the COVID pandemic, but you know the department has been extremely supportive to me, and so I, you know, I just feel very fortunate because I wonder whether that would be the same everywhere. I hope it would be, but I'm not sure it would. So, um, yeah, it's it's a great place to work. I can recommend. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing those opportunities, and you know, I think. By having people like yourself in the in the um, in the business, I think it just goes to show that you know their initiatives are so genuine. Um, 
So, you know, I think that um, future graduates can rest assured knowing that, you know, there's wonderful supportive people out there like yourself there who will be um, working alongside them as as they start off their journey and and, um, work their way up. For sure. And, and just to add, like one thing which I would say actually kind of in my experience as a placement student um, at HSBC that really sets HSBC apart from the other opportunities that my my friends at uni had um, is that actually the, re- the sheer amount of responsibility that you were given as a placement student, you know, you were not kind of, you know, just doing very sort of mundane tasks. You were doing you know, giving kind of contributions, which, well, I mean, to be honest, when our placement student goes on holiday, uh, we're a little bit, we're a little bit lost without him. So um, it shows the value that they add and the responsibility that they're given. So um, it's a great opportunity. Excellent. Thank you. Um, So moving now on to the part of the show where we talk about a little bit about the um, state of the inflation and economy. So um, for our listeners who are less sure about what these terms mean, um, broadly speaking, are you able to explain to us uh, what causes inflation and deflation? Yeah, um, well, inflation is uh, is certainly the the topic du jour at the moment. Um, and yeah, there's a variety of, of, of kind of different drivers of it. Um, and kind of often economists will talk about the supply side and the demand side. And, um, you know, uh, needless to say, inflation at the moment is extremely high. And, you know, there's, as I say, there's a range of different factors on the, on the supply side of that. You know, we have things like, for example, we are still working through the, the impact of the shortages as a result of the, the COVID pandemic and how that disrupted supply chains. Um, you know, we'll all remember back at the start of uh, of COVID when everyone was stockpiling toilet rolls and um, and everything else, and 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 you know we we had that, and then we obviously um, kind of got through that shock, and then we had um, you know the war um, in in Ukraine, um, and the in particular there was kind of not only um, the impact on as. They're a big exporter of grain, so bad, har- you know, bad harvest as well in in Europe. Such you know shortages on shelves and and prices of of those uh, goods. But you know, crucially, the big one being energy prices, which is you know the impact of that kind of proliferates out so far and wide because it's an input for you know so many things. Um, you know, we noticed it when we filled up our car. The same, you know, when things are being delivered from place to place and, and you know, businesses to, you know, switch on the lights and so forth. Um, uh, we've, we're also obviously still adjusting to post, you know, Brexit trading regime um, and the various kind of ways in which that um, is kind of feeding through. But also one of the, you know, key things that people are talking about increasingly is, is, is the workforce sickness and just the... Um, you know the the the, the fall in in uh, kind of labour force participation uh, hasn't recovered since before the pandemic, and you know the rise in long term sick is 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 a concern that obviously, as I say again, you know constrains on the on the supply side. But really, what we are seeing now is uh, actually the goods the the inflation is shifting from the good side 
to services. So, you know, it's more more expensive now to eat out uh, in restaurants. And, you know, we hear about things in, in hospitality where they are under, you know, it's been a real kind of perfect storm for them. You know, business rates, energy costs, transport, labor, food costs, and all of these things are, you know, continuing to feed through. And, you know, that's just one example. And the other thing is, you know, the, our potential growth rate, and which is, you know, how much the economy can grow without generating inflationary pressure is now is now probably pretty feeble, you know, 1% or something like that. So it doesn't take much on the, you know, the demand side and, and you know, the supply side shocks to kind of run up against that. And that's what we're kind of seeing. Thank you for explaining that. And explaining what you know is notoriously a difficult subject to get you know to get your head wrapped around I think that you have explained it in such a you know clear and concise way that so many of our student my listeners will uh, be able to yeah really understand so thank you for that uh, Daniela. So the last time I checked the interest rate which was last week I believe uh, the interest rate was at 4.5 percent in your opinion, when will it come down to two percent? For for interest rates, gosh, yeah, we're still uh, we're still looking upwards at the moment. Unfortunately, we uh, right, so we've got to go up before we come back down. We'd been hoping for a while that the the Bank of England would be able to stop raising rates, um, but inflation is seemingly uh, kind of proving stickier than uh, than we'd anticipated, and inflation is still you know, well above target around kind of 10%, um, you know, versus its target of uh, of 2%. Um, and so we're actually expecting a couple more rate hikes in response to that inflation. I think, you know, the, the, the kind of, you know, the degree of tightening has been far in excess of what anyone would have anticipated. Um, and we could now see interest rates peaking, you know, comfortably above 5%. Uh, I think people have been surprised not only by the stickiness of inflation and how high it has has continued to go, but also by how resilient that the economy has been. Um, You know, of course, the the pace of growth that we're running at is not particularly great, but it's better than the recession that many people had been anticipating. And I suppose one of the big questions as we move through you know the rest of this year and uh, and and into next is you know just how resilient the economy stays for how long because you know much of the impact of of the interest rate rises has yet to come through right so you know you know an increasing number of people when they when they're kind of refixing their mortgages or uh, are finding that the interest rates on those have gone up considerably. That, you know, is if you're paying more on your mortgage each month, that reduces the amount you've got available to spend elsewhere. You know, for many people, inflation has been outpacing how much they've been earning. And whilst they have been able to perhaps for some of them dip into their savings they made during the pandemic, you know how long will that last? So those are big questions um, uh, as we move through the uh, through the coming months. Thank you, thank you for sharing that. Um, so you often appear on live TV to discuss the UK economy. How do you recommend young professionals develop their commercial awareness and increase their ability to talk about such issues with ease? 
Well, I mean, I think there's, there's such a wealth of, of information out there, it's sometimes hard to know where to start. But I think with most things, kind of, you know, the more that you read and you watch and you listen, the more that you kind of, you learn. And because sort of, I certainly have, you know, podcasts and newspapers that I follow, you know, very closely because I, you know, think they do kind of the best job. Um, and I suppose, you know, you try to take things from that, you know, for, you know, in terms of how you then, you know, look to present. But I think, you know, it's important to sort of try to show a bit of yourself. You know, there's no point trying to mimic somebody um, somebody else. Um, but, you know, I genuinely in my free time quite like to uh, keep up to date, for it, you know, with, with what's going on. And, and now, as I say, you've got a TV, newspaper, podcasts like this, uh, social media, um, you know, my go-to is definitely the Financial Times and, and Sky News in terms of the newspapers. You know, I, I also really like the Times and the Guardian gives me a good mix um, overall, those those sort of range. And, you know, podcasts, I love the politics-y sort of ones, you know, the news agents, the rest is politics. Uh, there's also a really good new one called The Power Test. Um Hard to find time for them all, to be honest, uh, particularly because I'm a big uh, Arsenal fan as well. So keeping up with the football news is a must as well. I love it. Well, thank you for sharing this. I think this is really great advice. Um, I know when I was preparing for my training contract interview about a year in advance, actually, um, I was listening to podcasts and reading articles. And I find reading um, newspaper articles probably a little bit more helpful when it comes to being able to discuss um, these issues going on. Um, I don't know why something about actually reading helped me, but, um, yeah, I can... I can kind of like echo what you were saying um, about reading and keeping up with podcasts. I do think that's such an incredible way to do it. But also kind of like meeting up with somebody as well that is also um, has the same interests as you and uh, dashing out the um, points that you have taken from it are, are great. Well, sure. I mean, it's always good to get someone else's take and just because you know often even if you've got a very common interest they'll have a different viewpoint than you um and it helps you kind of you know broaden broaden out and think about something in a slightly different way yeah absolutely do you know what actually it just reminds me of somebody something that um people would recommend um and that is reading the opinion pieces in articles because then you really get a feel for what people in the real world are um are thinking about the matter so yeah that's I think that's great advice thank you for sharing there's that, that and uh, my partner loves to read the comment section at the bottom of the article as well yeah I never get quite that down uh, that part <laughs> of myself it's a bit I do like Twitter but there's a there's a there's a limit to how far it goes oh my god Twitter is never ending um I do like following some people on Twitter though it is uh, it is quite entertaining and uh, can be informative sometimes. I don't recommend getting lost down a rabbit hole reading the Daily Mail online comments because that can really take you um <laughs> Um, so we're coming to the end of the interview now, Daniela. So I was just wondering if you could please offer us um, any final words of wisdom that you may have. Um, I suppose, you know, 
kind of in a in a working context you're, you're a long time working so to me it's kind of important to work in a place where you enjoy being around the other people and that you know you feel in, in comfortable in the environment and you know as I kind of alluded to before when that happens I think you know the chances are that it'll bring out the best in you and you'll produce your best work so you know if you're looking for a you know there can be no better fulfillment than that um i think from your from your kind of your working life it sounds like hsbc really does provide a very comfortable place for people to become very confident and you know just become the best version of themselves so that's really great to hear thank you so much for getting that message across to us because um i don't think it that may be such a, an obvious thing for some people to know. Um, and thank you so much for talking to us about you know, what's going on in the, um, in the economy, because again, that's another thing that people don't really know about and it's difficult to kind of like gauge. So thank you for your contribution. Um, I've had a great time talking to you and I hope you've enjoyed yourself too. Definitely, thank you very much for your time, Stephanie. Um, and thank you to everybody for tuning in to another episode of the Student Lawyer Podcast and we'll see you back again here next time. To hear more of the Student Lawyers Podcast, hit the subscribe button and leave us a star rating and review. If you would like to join the Student Lawyer as a writer, please email hello at thestudentlawyer.com. Don't forget that if you're looking for a way to remove the weight of the world from your shoulders, the therapists at BetterHelp are qualified to help you through your daily stresses. Just visit www.betterhelp.com forward slash TSL for 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp.com forward slash TSL for 10% off of your first month.